from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. I needed to clear my throat before I did that one, didn't I? So how's everyone doing this morning? Thursday, July 6, 2023. We've got a packed, packed show this morning. It's been a very disjointed week, right? Fourth of July being on a Tuesday, people taking Tuesday off. Some people had Monday off. Now you're back. It's a really, really short week. And so that disjointed has kind of led to almost a loss of focus slightly. And that's one of the greatest challenges cybersecurity practitioners have is focus. How do you focus on what's important and not fall through the noise? You've always heard if you're a practitioner, if you're, you're a cybersecurity enthusiast, if you're looking to get started in security here, how do you cut through the noise? Well, you cut through the noise by, by building and staying focused. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Focus. The theme of today is focus. We're going to get right into that. So join me this morning as we're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Good morning to everyone on all of these amazing, amazing networks. And if you're, you're listening on your favorite podcast listening platform, please make sure to give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and share this episode there's a tradition on the show if you're a first-time listener or viewer. It's a kind of a shot of coffee. I've got an espresso, whatever you're drinking. Just join me in a little sip. And we'll always say coffee cup cheers. So there's that. Let's go ahead and get started. Cyberhubpodcast.com. You can find all the latest. Also, make sure to check out the show on Substack. We've got some really exclusive content that's only available for our Substack premium subscribers. So you can go and check it out there as well. Well, Energy giant Shell, we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago and we said Shell was on the list. Well, they've now officially confirmed that personal information belonging to employees was compromised as a result of the recent move it transfer. Uh, um, transfer hack, this is the Clop ransomware group exploited a zero-day vulnerability in the move it managed file. Transfer product to steal data from at least 130 organizations. I've seen numbers as much as 200 uh, that we're using the solution today. It's believed that at least 15 million individuals have been impacted by this breach. Again, from a from a size perspective, it's nowhere near the largest data breaches. We can go through that. You've got Marriott that had over 600 million records, uh, Equifax at over 400, you know, 294 million records. So 15 million is 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 a speck in the dust. The Russia Link Gang has started naming victims that have refused to negotiate, Shell being among the first of organizations. In a statement on Wednesday, Shell finally confirmed that they were victims of the Move It breach, clarifying that the MFT software was used by a small number of Shell employees and customers. Some personal information relating to employees of the BG group have been accessed without authorization, the company said. It's unclear what kind of information was compromised, but impacted individuals are being notified. Toll-free phone numbers where additional information can be obtained have been made available for employees in Malaysia, South Africa, Singapore, Philippines, UK, Canada, Australia, Oman, Indonesia, Kazakhstan, and the Netherlands, suggesting that affected people may be from all of these countries. Shell pointed out that this was not a ransomware event, likely referring to the fact that the file encrypting malware was not deployed in the attack and that there's no evidence of any other IT systems being impacted. Um, so there's that. They join a list of Siemens Energy, Schneider Electric, UCLA, EY, and a whole slew of other, including Norton and many, many more um, that have all been impacted by this. And this really does show you the challenge here. So if you look, if we go up for just a minute, and I want to kind of focus in on this. This has impacted employees in, in, in nearly a handful of countries. 
that all have different data breach reporting rules, that all have different requirements for the employer, for data security. So move it is in a world of trouble because if I'm Shell, I've got an insurance policy. That insurance policy is going to cover me. I'm fine. Move it doesn't have this size of cyber insurance policy. It doesn't. And when you look at the national cybersecurity strategy that was released by the White House in March, you realize that software security is no longer on the customer, but it's rather they kind of want to shift that to the company. Move it is probably going to be one of the first cases where we could see a bunch of lawsuits and a bunch of settlements take place. And I don't know that these guys stay in business. I, I really don't see a path forward for move it to stay in business after this breach. And I say that because all of these employees, every person impacted is going to sue the company. Those companies are going to settle with their insurance and sue move it. That's, that's how it works, right? So the, the victims are going to go and sue shell shell is likely going to settle that claim and then go sue move it and say, well, because of your negligence, because we use your product, because you violated terms of service, because of all these things that you've done, right? We, we need you to pay us back. And by the way, we've lost X amount. We had to deploy our security team and our incident response companies and so forth. And we had to do forensics and we had to, you know, we had business interruption and all of that cost us millions and millions and millions of dollars. And so pay us. And I don't know that move it has the money to settle all of that. I don't I'm not wishing them to fail, but I'm just a realistic perspective of if you're the move it CEO, if you're the move it board of directors at this point, you're sitting there just wondering how are you going to dig yourself out of this hole? Jump cloud is resetting their administrative API keys amid an ongoing incident. Jump cloud, a us based enterprise software firm is notifying several customers of an ongoing incidents in, 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 in caution. The company has invalidated existing admin API keys to protect its customer organizations and generate new keys. Headquarters in one of my very close to my hometown of Louisville, Colorado, launched in 2013. The uh, cloud-based directory as a service platform serves 180,000 organizations across more than 160 countries. This morning, Bluebeam Computer received a tip-off from an anonymous reader alerting to the potential security incident at Jump Cloud. Uh, Jump Cloud has reset the API keys for now out of an abundance of caution relating to an ongoing incident. Jump Cloud has invalidated your existing API keys. We have done this to protect your organizations and operations. The cloud-based security services asked uh, affected customers, specifically admins who are currently using their API keys or an integration that re relies on the Jump Cloud admin API to generate new API keys and update the integration with the new keys as well. So... Earlier this year, JumpCloud was investigating a potential impact as a result of the Circle CI incident. Now we've got this. We're, once we get more details, we'll go ahead and bring those to y'all. Pepsi joins, is reporting their security breach with uh, 80, 28, sorry, 1,000 individuals impacted by a data breach at an independent Pepsi bottling ventures. This uh, was discovered on January 10th. The data breach occurred between December 23rd of last year and January 19th of this year and resulted in the personal, financial, and health information of company employees being accessed by an unauthorized party. On February 10th, Pepsi Bottling Ventures started informing the impacted individuals that the attackers gained access to certain systems containing personal their personal information, but did not reveal how many individuals were impacted. In conjunction with the public announcement regarding the incident, Pebbly, uh, Pepsi Pub Bottling Venture, sorry, recently informed the main attorney general that the attackers had access to the personal information of more than 28,000 individuals. 
According to the company, uh, data compromised was names, addresses, email addresses, financial account information, ID numbers, driver's license numbers, social security numbers, digital signatures, medical history details, and health insurance information. So here's the deal. If you know someone impacted by this or you've been impacted as an employee because you're seeing a trend here, focus. We've been so focused on customer information, we forgot about employee information. We've kind of trusted HR in a way to go, all right, you're using all the right things. We see all the right stuff. That's fine, but we've completely forgot that our employees could also become our targets and now have their information stolen. And there's nothing more irritating and nothing more demotivating than this happened to an employee. With the customer, there is a remedy. With an employee, this is a breach of trust with their personal information. So if you're an employee, one, change your bank account information and direct deposit. The fact that your financial information has been done could lead to ACH ACH transactions happening on your bank account. So change your payroll account information. That's one way to secure yourself. You're going to get credit monitoring from your employer, so just make sure you monitor that. Additionally, if you've got any debit cards, credit cards, I would change those so that the accounts aren't linked. Uh, I, I mean, it's a pain, I know, and I'm sorry you're having to go through this, but that's the best way forward. Cisco this week is also informing customers about a high severity vulnerability in its Nexus 9000 series switches that could allow an unauthenticated attacker to intercept and modify traffic. This is CVE 2023-20185. The issue impacts the ACI multi-site CloudSec encryption feature of the Nexus 9000 switches that are configured in application-centric infrastructure mode, typically used in data centers for controlling physical and virtual networks. An issue with the implementation of the ciphers used by the CloudSec encryption feature allows a remote unauthenticated attacker to intercept encrypted traffic between sites and break the encryption using uh, analytic techniques. The attacker could then read or modify the traffic. The vulnerability does affect Cisco Nexus 9000 series fabric switches in ACI mode that are running release 14.0 and later, and if they are part of a multi-site topology and have the CloudSec encryption feature enabled. So there's and, and, and in order to be impacted by this. The issue impacts Nexus 9332C, 9R3664C, uh, fixed spine switches, and Niner, uh, uh, sorry, Nexus 9, 9R500 spine switches equipped with the Nexus N9RK X9R736 Charlie uh, Foxtrot and X-Ray line card. Cisco has not released patches to address the vulnerability and recommends that customers using vulnerable switches disable the ACI multi-site CloudSec feature for now. Three critical RCE bugs threaten industrial uh, solar panels endangering grid systems. So um, this comes at the heels of more and more solar uh, and, and green energy here. Hundreds of solar power monitoring systems are vulnerable to a trio of critical remote code execution vulnerabilities the attackers behind the Mirai botnet and even amateurs have already started taking advantage and others will follow suit according to many predictions. Palo Alto's network unit 42 previously disclosed that Mirai botnet is spreading through CVE 2022-29303, a command injection flow in the SolarView series software developed by the manufacturer Contact. According to Contact's website, SolarView has been used in more than 30,000 solar panel stations. On Wednesday, vulnerability intelligence firm Bonecheck pointed out in a blog post that CV 2022-29303 is one of the three critical vulnerabilities in SolarView, and it's more than just the Mirai hackers that are targeting them. The most likely worst-case scenario is losing visibility into the equipment that's being monitored and having something break down, according to engineers here. Three ozone-sized holes in SolarView. So we've got CVE 2022-29303 we've talked about. 
Then there's CVE 2023-23333, an entirely similar command injection vulnerability. This one affects a different endpoint. The downloader.php was first revealed in February. Then there's CVE 2022-44354, published near the end of last year. This one is an unrestricted file upload vulnerability affecting yet a third endpoint, enabling attackers to upload PHP web shells to targeted system systems. How big is this? There's some that say this could potentially take these off the grid. Others say this just impacts visibility. All three CVEs, by the way, were patched in SolarView version 8.00. So there's that as well, but that's an additional risk. Red Energy Stealer as a ransomware is targeting the energy and oil sector. A sophisticated stealer as a ransomware threat dubbed Red Energy has been spotted in the wild. It's targeting energy utilities, oil, gas, telecom, and machinery sectors in Brazil and the Philippines through their LinkedIn pages. The .NET malware possesses the ability to steal information from various browsers, enabling the exfiltration of sensitive data while also incorporating different modules for carrying out ransomware activities. This is according to research coming from Zscaler's researchers, Shatak Jain and Juri Kirat Singh. In a recent analysis, the objective, the researchers noted, is to couple data theft with encryption with the goal of inflicting maximum damage to the victims. The starting point of the multi, multi-stage attack is a fake update aka sock bullish campaign that tricks users into downloading a javascript-based malware under the guise of a web browser update what makes it novel is the use of a reputable linkedin page to target victims redirecting users clicking on the website url to a bogus landing page that prompts them to update their web browsers by clicking on the appropriate item uh, icon sorry and this is all on the chromium browsers by the way following that the malicious binary is used as a conduit to set up persistence perform the actual browser update and also drop a stealer capable of covertly harvesting sensitive information and encrypting the stolen files, leaving the victim at risk of potential data loss, exposure, or even the sale of their valuable data. And our final story for today, Fortra joins a growing list of organizations reporting an uptick in criminals' use of cyber engineering. And thanks to ChatGPT, the Nigerian prince no longer has bad English. (laughs) With business email compromise scam in particular, company employees who perform fund transfer requests tend to be prime targets. And now we're seeing a 50% increase of the use of chat GPT and great success because the typical things that your trainings would take you through, if you didn't know before, if you've done any sort of trainings before, is it would say, look for a misspelling, look for something off. Well, now thanks to chat GPT, again, and technology is great. Um, they've got a way to kind of hide behind it. So what do you do? A few things. You want to double check phone verification, go on Slack, ask the person, hey, I got this request, does it make sense? Look for different, um, uh, um, would the person who would send this use this type of phrasing? If they do, wonderful, point it out, uh, 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 that's great. If not, double check, always double check. They're improving grammar, they've expanded language coverage, so they're using generative AI for that. We knew generative AI was gonna make its way to the criminals, it has, and it will, and it's going to get much, much worse here in the next few years as adoption continues. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back on Monday with a whole lot of the latest and greatest. Tune in live at 9 a.m. Eastern right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Check it all out. Until then, have a great rest of your day, y'all. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.